So, I said that we should pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, our Lord and our God, we bless you. We worship you, Father, for this awesome Sunday morning. The last Sunday before the, the Resurrection Day service. Heavenly Father, that it has pleased you to keep us to this day. The last Sunday in the month of March 2021. Heavenly Father, I say, may all glory, honor, and worship be unto you alone in the name of Jesus. But as we have gathered again to look at your word, to discuss, to rub minds, and to share our opinions, Father, we we'll pray in the name of Jesus that you will open our eyes, O Lord. Father, O Lord, that you will touch us. You will impart us, O Lord, that through your word that will come out this morning, O Lord, that we will be blessed and blessed indeed. Each of the days, we thank you for answers to prayers. As we move on, Father, continue with us. For in Jesus' most excellent name, our prayers are answered. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. They cannot see. All right. You know, before now, we have been going through a particular series that concentrates on friendship, right? So, um, I will be posting that series for now. There is still a lot to discuss. You know, I told us the last time that we will go to we start talking about the enemism, right? So, we'll, in a future date, we are going to look at it. I will create time for that as well. So that because it's a very practical subject and very very deep, and um, the second reason why I want to pause is because of the season that we are at, or that we are, we are in a season of Easter. So I want to, you know, concentrate on something that has to do with the season. Okay. So this morning we'll be looking at the topic certainty of death. The certainty of death. What did I say? The certainty of the certainty of yes. So our discussion for this day will be built around death. Um I will really not want to start defining death and all the grammar and everything that defines death for now. It is something I will do in our next class. Or if time permits us today, we can go into it. But today I want us to understand something that death starts somewhere at least from our basic understanding from our previous knowledge you have heard things like ah she died it's not true he died you see someone and suddenly you stop seeing the person is it not true and then they ask you what happened um well you ask what happened they tell you the person has died is it not true so death is not something that is strange to us please i need your attention and of course, death has different type, types and it comes in different fashion. As I said, we are going to go into that as time progresses. But for now, I want us to understand something that death comes from somewhere. It has an origin. At least, we are all very familiar with the story of um, Adam and Eve, how they disobeyed God, and then what happened part of the repercussion for their actions was death. The man began to die. Is it not true? So we can trace the origin of death to what? To disobedience. Let us open our Bibles to the book of James. Chapter. I want all of you to have your Bible, you know, with you because the way I'm going to, I can be pointing at you to give to read for us. So don't expect maybe only Wura or one other person to be doing Everybody be on alert. James chapter 1 verses 15. That will serve as our memory verse for this um, teaching. James chapter 1 verse 15. Can we follow us if I did? Then you take it slow. When lost, it gives birth to what? To sin. And then. And sin, mm-hmm. when it is finished, we get to death. So you can see, from lust to what? To sin. And then from sin to what? Death. So you can see that death comes as a result of what? Sin. So they ask you, where does death come from? What would be your answer? Sin. And what is sin? Disobedience to God. So we'll be con- this morning, the first thing I want to teach us is what? Lust. So lust, lust, which is what temptation, forms of temptation. They've, they've different 
um, foundations of sin. Things that constitute that loss. Remember I said that the lost gives birth to sin. Is it not true? Then sin, when it is full, becomes what? Or leads to death. Now before I go into that, I want you to understand something. That death penetrated into the life of man through who? Our ancestors, Adam and Eve. As a result of their disobedience. I said it earlier that it is sin that gives about, brings about death. Sin means disobedience to the commands of God. Now, sin, which is disobedience of man to God's command, is often as a result of three things. Do you understand? I'm talking, please, pay attention. I see that sin, which is disobedience of, to God, is often as a result of three things. Please, when you are coming to class, you know you need pen, you know you need book, you know you need a book, you come with your own. Ah. If you are going to examination hall and you forget your Bible, what will be your feet? Look at you, no jota, sheet of paper. See? Huh? See? Well, what about ask, ask her to copy from her. I can't go back. So what I said is that sin, is, which is disobedience of man to God's command, is often as a result of three things. Result of three things, and those things, according to what we read in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 15, is what? Yes, those three things which constitute or lays the foundation of for sin is what together they are called lust. So, in practice, you'll be looking at the different kinds of lust, and there are how many? Three, based on what I just said. I said to all that sin, which is disobedience of man to God's commandment, is often as a result of three things. Now, the first one is called the lust of the flesh. Please, let's open our Bible to the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 6. So, that will be our anchor scripture. Verse 6. So, I want us to read it. To be taking, we'll not read it once. We're reading it sentence by sentence, as I explain. So, okay. Stop there. When the woman saw that the tree was what? Good for food good for what the first kind of loss or the first source of death is what the lust of the flesh what did i say now we um you know when we talk about flesh who can define flesh for me when we say flesh hmm? Flesh can be described, it, it can be living beings. Yeah? Okay, open your book Bible to 1 Corinthians 15, verse 39. You understand it. Flesh, don't close that Genesis 3, verse 6. We are still we'll be going back to it as we continue. But I want us to so we can understand flesh. One part A meaning of flesh. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 39. Say that you can use flesh to describe living beings, animals, beasts. Do you understand? These are flesh. Is it not true? Are you there? You can read it out here. All flesh is not the same flesh, right? There is no flesh of flesh. Uh-huh. And other flesh of fish. Uh-huh. Another of fishes. Fishes. And another of birds. Yes, so you can see. Beasts, bed, fishes, man, they are flesh. But if you continue that particular scripture, you continue going down, you will see something that the Bible was talking about. There's a place the Bible started talking about body. Yes. Now, Human being, when we were created, we were created was to have body. We were created to have spirit, and we were what we are living souls. Is it not true? But when man sinned, what happened? When man sinned, the the soul which was supposed to be subject to the spirit started rebelling against the spirit. So the spirit became deadened, and the spirit lost the control it has over the soul. And then as time begins to progress, what happened next? The flesh, which is the body, started taking over. So man began to live their life to please the body. Do you understand? So that is why the flesh, when we hear about the flesh, when the Bible talks about the flesh, it's not just every time we're talking about flesh that it has to do with um, animals or beasts or fish. When we're talking about flesh in the context of lust of the flesh, we are referring to what to things that our body desires. Do you understand? Desires of our body because we are on earth. And these desires are often in disagreement with the commandments of God. 
Now, as I said earlier, when the Bible talks about the flesh, it's to refer to what? Attraction to sin. Our propensity to what? To sin, which we possess in our earthly existence or our sinful nature. Now, let me explain this very well. Now, um, you need to understand something that as a human being, you have desires which are natural because you are a man. For example, you feel hungry when you need food. Is it not true? It is not a sin. It is not some lust for you to be hungry. And as you progressed, I believe that virtually everyone here has um, reached the age of puberty. You are, the youngest among us should be maybe 10 or 11, so that's an adolescent age. Now, as you begin to grow, you will see that your, um, as your, your hormones begin to develop, you will have, um, there will be a sex drive. You will see that sometimes you want to have need for sex. Do you understand? All these things, they are normal. They are normal desires in a woman being, every healthy woman being. You will want, you will be hungry, you will need food, you will be thirsty. Do you understand? But when this thing, when the desires for these things are in this, is becomes, because, um, as in, begins to clash with the commandment of God, there is a problem. For example, yes, you are meant to be hungry. Is it not true? But when you now love food so much, that now becomes gluttony. It becomes a sin. Is it not true? It becomes a sin. That is what that is part of the lust of the flesh. Now look at that scripture we read. It said that the Eve looked at the fruit, a forbidden fruit that God has commanded them not to eat. She looked at it and she found out that it was what good for food. So that particular time, the sin, the temptation was of the lust of the flesh. This is a food that God has said, don't even touch. Don't look at it. Don't taste it. And now, something is now making you feel like, no, notice that it is good for food. Do you understand? So it is not your natural desire to be hungry at that time is at work. It is a loss of the flesh. Because of what you are attracted to something you should not be attracted to. Another example is um, fornication, adultery. All these things come from the loss of the flesh. Yes, you are supposed to, as a human, normal human being, normal young lady, normal young man, you will always have, there, will, there should be some kind of sex drive. You should, there will always be, you will have need or feel like you have need for sex. But that should not be a foundation for you to not begin to commit fornication or adultery. The place that that drive becomes useful is when you are now married. Do you understand? When you are married and there should not be healthy, you know, um, relationship between you and your spouse. But outside that, once you allow that particular desire to rule, you have the chances of falling into sin of the loss of the flesh. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So, for you to overcome this loss of the flesh, there is a need for you to have self-control. There is a need for you to be balanced. Do you understand? That's why if you look at the fruit of the spirit, self-control is part of it. So yes, as a human being, there are things that are inevitable. There are things you just can't help. That is because you are a man. You are on earth. You are not yet a spirit. But yes, there is need for you to control. The control is that you should not allow your flesh, you should not allow your body dictate for you what to do. So Eve allowed the flesh to dictate for her. She saw the fruits. Do you understand? It was, um, and she felt, ah, this is a very good food. Do you understand? She forgot immediately all the commandments of God. That is what happened when loss of the flesh rises. When we are tempted, do you understand? You will forget all the commandments of God, and the devil will use the justification which you want to justify your action for you by telling that after you're a human being, you have blood in your veins and blah, 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 blah. So, I said something about gluttony, right? Are you paying attention? I told us something about what did I say? That it's a sin, right? Was not what I said? Yes. That even though we have, it is normal for us to have desire to be hungry, that gluttony is a sin. Let's look at Proverbs 23, verse 20 to 21. So remember that all these things I'm discussing with you, if you allow them to linger, it will push you to sin. There are temptations. When you are being tempted, that is not a problem. It's when you yield. So it is normal for Eve to have looked at that food and felt like it is good for food. But her sin began when she began to want to eat it. Do you understand? 
So once you want to, the, the danger of lust is that it will pave the way for sin. It will open the gateway of sin for you. But if you can resist, because we are looking at Eve on one part as a character, a character that was, that did what, that fell, a character that was tempted, but she fell. We will look at another character in the Bible that was tempted, the same way Eve was tempted, but she stood supreme. So read that Proverbs 23 verse. 20 to 21. So you can see, drunkenness, gluttony, they are what sins. So God has told you, you have, you have the, the, the right to be thirsty, but that should not push you to now become a drunkard. You should be hungry, you should desire food, you should appreciate good food, but that does not justify gluttony. It is a sin. Jesus Christ, when he was on earth, he ate and he drank. Is it not true? If you look at um, Luke 24, verse 42 to 43, Jesus Christ has resurrected. He has gone and he has met his disciples. They were afraid that he is that he's a spirit, that he is a ghost. And they gave him fish and honey. He took it for them and he ate. So eating food is actually not a sin. But when you begin to eat what God has commanded you not to eat, do you understand? Or allow your need for food begin to push you to do things that are against the will of God. Lust of the flesh is at work. Do you understand? Do you understand? The second one I, I told us was um, sexual related sins. I told you that it is normal for you to have natural sexual desire. Is it not true? But when this natural sexual desire, when it turns perverse, that is when it turns upside down, when they will take advantage of it, what will happen? You begin to hear of homosexuality, you begin to hear of lesbianism, you begin to hear of fornication, adultery, bestiality, different kind of rubbish. Do you understand? Because of what that desire, the natural desire which God has given man has become what pervert. The devil has corrupted it. True what? The lust of the flesh. So we need to be very, very what? Careful. Very, very what? Very, very what? When we are tempted. So the first, um, the first one that, the first what? The first thing that results to sin is what? Loss of the flesh. Number two, loss of the eyes. What did I say? Let's open to that Genesis 3 verse 6. Continue. So the second, the next, who was who was using for us that time? Okay. And that was pleasant to the eyes. So true. And it was what? Pleasant to the eyes. So the first one, the first temptation was that the devil made her see it as a food, that is good for food. Is it not true? And we say that it's a loss of the flesh. Then it's, as, as I was saying, I want to be looking at your own life. How does it apply to you? Because this is something, this is very relative. It's not something that is just abstract. Guys, I'm just giving you one Bible story. It applies to us. For instance, talk about the loss of the flesh. Your mom might tell you when she was going out, when she's going out, that, okay, oh, I am already, see, I left this for you. When you're hungry, you are your younger ones. Prepare this, prepare this for them. And she goes. Then when she has gone, you now begin to look at, ah, this food is too, so mommy, so all this, for all this meat in the pot, mommy just come and we just say, you should just take one, 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 one. No, it's not possible. Me, you know me, I'm the senior daughter, as the big girl, I'm going to eat too. And it was once she was told to eat, though, what is happening there? And as she's thinking about it, the thing is come and one man is saying, ah, mommy say it's only one, we'll give them one, one, take one as well. Somebody is telling her, no, now, uh-uh, uh-uh. You know that meat is good for you, that you're young, yeah, you're growing, that you need iron, you need this one, you need that one. You will see different kind of things becoming temptation in the fashion of what? Loss of the flesh. So it is it happens. Do you understand? Every time you see yourself, temptation is always coming. So you need to be knowledgeable in order for you to, to keep yourself in a position whereby you will not fall. Because it's only when you fall to temptation that it now becomes sin. And once you begin to sin and you don't repent, what will be the end? She's not in my classroom. She's the only one in my class. All of you are just watching television. I'm just looking at me and see if I'm one. She's the only one. I've asked like three questions. Only she's answering me. All of you are just looking at me and still answering television. Please, let me ask my question. When sin 
continues and you don't repent, it leads to what to death. And remember the topic, our topic is what? Yes, the sanctity of what death. So find a way to connect it. So before I begin to discuss death itself with us, I want us to understand some things. So you not say that ah, I'm not. But because no, if I should go straight to the topic, someone will tell me that ah, I'm not going to die tomorrow. What is my business? What is he saying? Not concerning me. So I want you to understand to see how it concerns. Don't so begin to discuss death properly. You will want you be interested to see how it comes because the Bible says something. The thief come and that thief is the devil to kill. On the line, kill. So that is death. There's still and destroy. So devil is out to work to kill. So he to kill. He there's so many strategies he has. So by the grace of God, we'll be exposing each other to those strategies of Satan. So the loss of the eyes. So we saw it, it was pleasant to her eyes. So what is loss of the eyes? It is the temptation to look upon things that we are not permitted to look at. There are certain things. Some people will tell you that is human not my eyes. Is it not true? Is my eyes and feet of nutrition is free. It's a lie. That's something I'm not permitted to look at. Some things you look at. See, you just look at that thing down like this. You have sinned against God. God is God, God, the spirit of God will leave immediately. God will become angry with you. You don't do anything just by looking. Because the, your, your eyes is like a gateway. Do you understand? To your heart. A lot of things that you see builds in your mind, your subconscious. It affects your thoughts. It affects your speech. It affects your mannerism. Some of the things we do today, some of the way we see life is because of what we are pictures, images that we have in our subconscious. So your eyes is very, very important. Do you understand? Fine and good. You should appreciate nature. I can look at this bin and say, wow, very, very beautiful. Ah. I can look at this car. You know, I, I appreciate it. There are so many things. I can look at mountains. I can look at seas. Some people, they go to beach. Don't travel for excursion, for sightseeing. Is it not true? It is not a sin because normally, as a human being, there is this, there is this sense of curiosity in every human being. We want to learn new things. Is it not true? We want to know new things. We want to grow. And there is no way you can grow as that fast if you don't make use of your eyes do you understand good use of your eyes so not bad use do you understand but there are things that when you look at you don't grow you what you diminish who can give me an example pornography you know what is pornography pornography when you when you, you say that because ah, i can look at anything it's not my eyes you now download pornography film where you begin to see men and women or sometimes there's even some kind of pornography that's even that is even for gays and for lesbians different kind of pornography things you are watching it do you understand and you don't feel remorse you don't feel repentant you don't feel your conscience will break you do you understand you feel because it is everywhere now these days it's not something you can shy away most of our youth is they are exposed to this kind of thing it is a sin what is really at work there is what the loss of the eyes. Apart from that, covetousness, the Bible says something in, in the Ten Commandment that we should not convert. You know true. When you see people, um, people, maybe you are a man or you're a lady, a man, you see you see another another man's um, wife. You are you are looking at the woman. Ah, this why will it be this um, why will it be this guy that be married to this kind of woman? Do you understand? You are converting it. That is what the loss of the eyes that's work there. Do you understand? You see something like another, another person. You desire it wrongly. The loss of the words of the eyes. So when you look at anything, when you cast your eyes on anything that God does not permit you to look at, what is happening? What is happening? The loss of the eyes. So we can see it happening in the life of Eve. She looked at it and it was pleasant. So it's not everything that is pleasant to your eyes that is good for you. Something that will be pleasing to the eyes, but it is dangerous. It is disaster. So you must be what? Very, very what? Very, very what? Careful. Then, the next, then, before I move to the next one, I want to give us a practical example of another person that was being hooked by the um, loss of the eyes. That was David. If you go to the book of 2 Samuel chapter 11, you read it all through, you will see there is a popular story about David and who? Bathsheba. So, kings went to war, everyone went to war, David sat behind, and he was at the, at the roof of his house, and he looked, and he saw a woman that was taking her bath, and immediately, that temptation started, lost of the eyes. He loved what he saw, he began to imagine many kind of things. At the end of the day, he ended up committing adultery with that woman. 
not just adultery, from that adultery, he ended up in murder. He had to kill the woman's husband to cover up his sin. But still, at the end of the day, he paid dearly for that. So the loss of the highest is a very, very, very serious kind of temptation that most people, people I use are ignoring. These days, you can just open your phone. You carelessly just, you don't, me, I'm very, very intentional. Even my WhatsApp, I don't save any how people know by my phone. If I save you and I watch your status once, I see it's nonsense that is there, I'll just delete you. But if I delete your number, you cannot see my status, I cannot see your status. I'm very, very intentional about that. But if, if I add you on Facebook and I go through, if I even add yourself, if, you say, if I first go through your profile, I will check the kind of things you are posting. You are posting nonsense. You are not, I will remove you. I don't even accept it. And if you are my friend already, you are suddenly start posting rubbish too. I will remove you because my eyes are very important to me. I don't want to see rubbish. Eh? Do you know, I stopped, see, it has been long I went to Instagram. It has been long. I used to use Instagram very well before because of what I do on social media. But when I went there, and when you will go to Instagram, you just be seeing different kind of things. Some people they use it for business, so fine. But some some girls they tell you they are slaying. That there's I don't know they are slaying. You will just I can't shout. I just had to stop. I what I did I just connected my Instagram account to my Facebook and my Twitter, so I can I can be posting things on Instagram without even opening my Instagram account. I don't want to see. When I open, I'll see nonsense. Then I say, and you know those those social media they are very very wicked. Those people that are posting good things, like for instance, now I follow them. I'm Adeboye's. Um, I follow Adeboye's um, page. I follow um, with the, most of these men of God. You will see that they will not be promoting. If you open your Facebook, it will be very very rare for you to see those kind of people's posts coming up. You'll be seeing nonsense. Do you understand? So in order for you to keep yourself from the lust of the eyes, you need to be careful. Most girls have been destroyed. Because of what loss of the eye, they see another lady, maybe a younger girl in their in, in their phone, posing with is Boroboro. She not have all those things. She just bought packaging, extra package, package herself and put her picture on social media. You see another guy, you say, hey, she look at the phone she's using. Look at what she's wearing. What is happening to me? Before you know it, you fall into sin because you want to meet up. So you must be very very careful that you don't fall to the temptation of what the lost of the eyes. Do you understand? So how many have we discussed now? What and what? Number three is the pride of life. What did I say? So go back to that Genesis about three verse six. Conclude it. Genesis about three verse six. So conclude it. So what I want to say is that she saw that the fruit was a it was a fruit to make one word. Alright, to make one word. Wise. Wise. Is this where your, your mind is? What, what, what is happening they are looking at? Eh? What is happening there? Eh? What happened? So pride of life. So she saw that ah, this one will make me wise. Bam. She said, fine and good. I need wisdom. And this, this pride of life is the most dangerous. In fact, it is the one that God hates with perfect hatred. Pride of life. Not this pride of life. Hmm? It's a temptation for great, excess greatness. When you want greatness by all means. You want fame. You want power. That is what is ruling you. Everybody wants great. Everybody wants to be seen as the greatest. Nobody wants to submit to another person's authority. If you put an average man, if you say, oh yeah, work on this person, before you know it, fights will start. Everybody wants to be their own boss. Everybody wants to be in control. Nobody, people are now domineering and manipulating. Nobody wants to submit. Ah, ah, what is happening here? I will stand, both of you will stand up. No, I'm sorry. I was... Pride of life. I said it is the temptation to acquire excess greatness or power so when you when you see yourself wanting to become so great to become so mighty at the expense of other people you should watch it pride of life might be at work do you understand look at that woman she saw they say that the fruit will make her wise so in fact her her, her interest her attention her desire was to 
Ah, never say you be as God. So she 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 did not feel comfortable being under the subjection of God, being under God's authority. She wanted to be seen as par with God. Do you understand? That is where our problem. So if they're a child, they are living with your parents, and your parents will tell you, do this. You are questioning them. You want you want to start competing with them. Watch it. You are in a school. Your teacher will say do this one. You are beginning to be asking, be asking yourself, who is she? Who is it to tell me what to do? Watch it. Do you understand? You have elderly ones. When they tell you do this one, you want to challenge them. Watch it. Do you understand? You want anytime you want, anytime you are you, you are so desirous of power, you so much want to be in charge and in control, regardless of what other people around you are saying or thinking. Pride of life is at work. So, as young youths, as young adults, please, 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 let's be very, very careful. Now, this thing has become so dangerous these days because we live in a world that is ruled by what? Knowledge. Knowledge and um, financial power. So, if you look at people that are in authorities, two things are at work. It's either you are very knowledgeable or you are very wealthy. Is it not true? So, Everyone is now working so hard to either acquire wisdom, wisdom that will put them far above every other person, or to acquire wealth, which will make them dominate every other person in their space. And that is where the pride of life, that is where the devil is getting cheap. That is where the devil is getting people very, very well cheap. So you will see our young ladies, our young guys, 21 years, 20 years, they want to they want to start competing with Whiskey and the video. They want to have all the money. Not just money, they want to have social media, they want to have social media influence. It's another form, way of pride of life. Some people now, we value people's credibility by how many social media followers they have. If we say on Twitter, people ask you how many followers you have on Twitter, you mention 1,000, they will look at us and say, okay, you are still starting. How many followers do you have on in Instagram? You say maybe 500, they'll say, oh, you are not. Maybe you, know, you have a Facebook page. Then I ask you that how many followers on your Facebook page? Maybe seven, eight hundred. Oh. Now you're not yet there. But when you now maybe on your face you are clocking fifty thousand, hundred thousand, you might not be that popular in the real sense of Sofito. But somehow, somehow, Sha, maybe because of what you do on social media, you now become popular. You will see that you will turn every all those people, you become they become your fans. You turn to automatic celebrity. I see some people I love, they will post some, they will say my fans. I look at who is your fans. Because of maybe you have been you have been drunk, you think that because you have um, so many friend people on your friend list, they now turn to France. Fans, me, I'm not a fan of you. I'm just your friend. I'm not your fan, please. Do you understand? So that is the way the, the world we are getting to, whereby social media followership and wealth acquisition, power, control, position, all those things now becomes the drive for what we do. We live in an era of civilization. Civilization has to do with what? Political and scientific development. Do you understand? Technology is now becoming a problem. As I said earlier, social media has been flexible negatively to chase after things that are not. Do you understand? So it is not abstract, though. It's not just in the days of ease. Even in our days, it is still happening. The pride of life is still at its best. And it is sending many people to their early grave. Because Loss we get to us. Yes, and sin we now live to us. So when I say that pride of life is lived to their early grave, we should understand. Because when you have pride of life, if I am so desirous of power, do you understand? I want to be in control by all means. I am somebody, I don't want people to tell me what to do. I don't want to be on any man's authority. I want to be in charge. I want to be everything. You will see that, you will see, I can frame people up. Do you know? I can frame when I see someone that, is, that stands like a threat to me. What do I do? I can frame them up to put them out of the picture. It happens in our places of work. Maybe some of us that have not started working. You will be working in a place. You will see that maybe this, this man is he's not your boss, so both of you are might be the same level. But the way he's going, if they lead this guy, they go promote this guy, maybe I go sit there here. I beg. Maybe your guy like him more than you or something. Start looking for what to do. To spoil him before that or so they can sack him or demote him or something. I was watching a movie a few days ago. Now that movie, there was this girl, this, this lady, her younger brother was, was abroad, as in, in foreign land. And the guy kept sending money, sending cars, sending everything. 
and you are selling it to that elder sister. Do you understand? Like, let's assume you, you are the elder sister, him, he's a brother. He's not broad. When you want to sell it to Nigeria, he will sell it through you. So now you will be big girl now. You will, be, uh, you will have cars. You will look flashy. You will be on. Then suddenly, suddenly, you will say, Lo Gigi. Lo Gigi, the guy just got married. Hey! Now marry sister Rukayat. So Rukayat, so he now stops sending through the sister. He now sending things to his wife. And the wife is all those girls that do not send. They don't even want to look through that your mother-in-law or your big sister who sent you. She say she say what she say hard what she do she does. So she not consign how she sends something for her for my husband. She monopolizes it. If you want anything, you come and meet her. Sometimes you can come and meet her. She tell her she there's there's nothing. The big sister now became angry. That uh uh-uh. where is this one coming from? Hey, look at this one. This small cockroach that we just pick out to help her life. Now bring her to her. Now my guy dictating what to do for us. We will see. She now went to go and arrange. The friend, the best friend of that girl, you now arrange down. I said that one that ah, please, oh, you need to help me. Look out, I'm passing through. My hair, three weeks I've been carrying this hair, I've not made it. Your friend wants to give me money with all the money my brother is sending. I want him to, I want her out of that house. They now arranged, you know. That you know is her friend now. She knows that she was a plan work. That one took her to native daughter. You know, they did so many kind of things. All in the name of what make to what to. So when the husband comes back, they will present her as a bad woman. That when she was away, that all she was doing was going to the and to native doctors. All she was doing was be sleeping with men around just to spoil her. And they said that she'd be driven out. That once she's driven out, that friend, because of a job well done, will now become the new wife. Now, why am I saying all these things? This big sister wanted to be in control. She lost power. She lost attention. She lost greatness. She wants to be the what? The one in the middle of everything good happening in that family. So immediately the man got married, she began to see that woman as a what? Threat. And in order, because of that lust, that lust, which is what the pride of life in her, is pushed her to sin. The sin of what? Framing somebody of the sin of lying. Which at the end of the day led to death because it was, their secret was what revealed and they were duly punished for it. Do you understand? So, the loss of the pride of life, rather, is a very, 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 very serious kind of loss that one should not what, ignore. I am not saying that it's a wrong thing to be ambitious. Remember, loss, devil has one thing that he does. When he sees something good that God has given a man, when he sees something good that God has done, he will want to come and counter it, he wants to come and pollute it. Do you understand? As I said earlier, that God has given us the desires to what to this um, that have put in us the desire for good food. Is it not true? When we are hungry, we feel when we need food, we become hungry. It's a normal thing. But the devil now introduced the lust and sin of what? Glutony, whereby you so much love food and you are so addicted to food that you begin to compromise many other things. Remember the life of Esau. What made him to sell his birthright? Food. So it is that serious. No, don't just think it's nothing. It is, it is worth mentioning. Then the loss of the eyes too is another thing. God gives you eyes to see. Ah, can you tell yourself I will not be blind in Jesus' name? You will not be blind in Jesus' name. But Jesus was saying something that if your eyes will cause you to what to go to hell, what do you do? You pluck it. It's better for you to go to hell without to go to heaven without eyes than to go to hell fire with your with both eyes open. So me, oh, my eyes must follow me to heaven. And the only way my own eyes can follow me to heaven is when I discipline myself not to what to look at everything. Some things and that's only you will see. You do your eyes like this. No matter how nice it might be, there are so many kind of dress. As a lady, it might look very fancy, very, very beautiful. Ah, if you wear this dress and you come out here, they will call you only by J boys. In fact, any man that has not turned and look at you, that man, eh, something is wrong with him. But because you know that this is the devil hiding behind something to bring out his purpose, even if they give you free as a gift, you say what? Thank you. I don't want and then the pride of life. God made us to be ambitious. He, we doesn't want us to settle for less. Do you understand? As a woman being, as a woman, you should not settle for less. You should not be. You should not. You should not encourage mediocrity. No. 
I am in a class. I should want to be the first. It's not a bad thing. Do you understand? As a young man, I want to have my own house. I want to have my own car. I want to be married to a very responsible woman and a very beautiful man too. It's not a sin. Do you understand? I want to attain a high level of education. I want to, you know, have multiple masters, go for my PhD. I want to tour the whole world. All these things are what ambition. They are good. They are good. However, when these things now become, um, during the prayer, we were praying this morning. I was not there when they did the um, teaching. But the man that was in the, um, leading us, um, Pastor Peter, he said something that during the, in the adults on the school, that Mama Leah was teaching something. She told them that an average Nigerian Christian prioritizes, values an American visa than a kingdom visa. So some people, they can do everything to go to America and they will feel fulfilled. But when it comes, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So as I was saying, an average um, Nigerian, they will do everything possible to see that they get the American visa. Is it not true? But when it comes to the kingdom visa, it is not their business. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it is that bad. If what you desire, if your ambition now begins to take the place of God in your life, if it is in conflict with the purpose of God for your life, there is a problem. There are some people, um, they want to take a particular kind of job, and the Spirit of God is saying to them, my son, wait, I have something better for you. You know, keep doing what you are doing already. Stay where you are. They will say, no, huh? this offer, I must take it. And they will move. Because of what? The pride of life. And at the end of the day, disappointment will be their portion. Because the ways of God is not the ways of man. So you have, you have to be very, very careful to see that your decisions are not influenced by what? The pride of life. Now, when I was discussing loss of the eyes and loss of the flesh, I gave those practical examples of how they work. So when it comes to the pride of life, the same thing. We have numerous examples. For instance, when you are designed to get the credit or glory for the things others did, pride of life is at work. Do you understand? It was Sister Orel that swept this place this morning. And then from nowhere I just come. And I'm expecting you people to see me and begin to tell me, thank you, thank you for cleaning. It was a product of Sony. So, it was a that cleaned the chair. Then, so I came up. And I want to be the one that will see the credits. What is happening? The pride of life. The same thing with God. When God does something and you want to take the glory, you want to be the one that should be praised, the pride of life is at work. So these things does not happen to just people in the world, even in church it happens. You will see sometimes, you will see as a man of God, you are in a church and uh, people are coming to give testimonies and then, uh, well, some people when they are giving testimony, they do not reference you and you know, tell, ah, please oh, thank God for my pastor. Hey, pastor, thank you. It is because the pastor will be like, ah, this one is not okay. Why is it? The university just gonna be like, I give Jesus all the glory. I give God all the glory for what he did in my life. And the, there is no mention of my pastor did this, my pastor did that. The pastor begins to feel like, Come on, so it happens. So when, when people, um, when something could happen in the life of someone and the person is talking about it without referencing you, without mentioning you, you, are not, you, are beginning, you, are, you start shaking. Um, there was a, something that happened somewhere. A, 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 a couple, they took a child, you know, a young man, and the guy who had nothing. And they trained this guy, supported him until he now became rich. So, the day the man opened his house, the day of his house and um, roaming, something happened there. He was now acknowledging people, people that contributed to his success. He now mentioned his in-law, his friend, and then, he did not mention that particular couple, that man and that woman that took him in when he had nothing, that supported him. He did not mention their name. Ah. And the funny thing was that the husband to that man was his elder sister. 
The sister stood up and said, I'm leaving this house. I'm leaving this place. Ah, no, 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 no. This is insult. Imagine calling in love. Call that one. What about us? All the things we did for this guy, you must see. The other one was like, maybe he forgot now. He said, like, like what, what will he forget? Do you know that the, the sister had her revenge? She dealt with this guy. And the guy, you know, like, said I was doing him more. It was later the husband had told him that on that day of your house opening, you did not acknowledge us. Your sister did not find it funny. So, are you that kind of person? Those people, that one is a bit different, sir, because she contributed to the source of the man. But we should not be so concerned about taking glory. If the glory is being attributed to God, you should be what? Satisfied. Number two, when you desire to feel valued or more important than other people around you, pride of life is at work. Some of us, we, we don't like staying where they are praising other people. If I begin to say, hey, Aurea is a good girl, Aurea is this one, some people begin to look at themselves that, ah, is the only Aurea in this place, this uncle, I'm suspecting you. If I begin to praise Wura uh, and say, ah, Wura, she's a very fantastic young lady, she's this, she's that, some will be looking at her and saying, oh, Please, um, this uncle, hey, hey, it's like I'm reporting to daddy. I don't understand what he's seeing, where this woman is. That is how some people are. They cannot stand you praising somebody else in their space. If you are like that, please don't say it's a weakness. Sir. Don't say this is who I am. You are under the influence of pride of life. Pride of life, yes, and you need to seek help. You need to go for deliverance and counseling. Let them cast out all the demons and legions inside of you so that you can be free. It's not funny. It is not funny. And uh, this is what is really destroying bones and relationships because of what nobody understands. The next one is where you are designed to have position of power over others in a way that pumps up your ego for the sake of bragging rights. When you do things for the sake of bragging, I want to puff up your ego, you want to show off. Yes, so let them know it is me. I'm the one in charge. Then there is problem. And what is that problem? Huh? Pride of life. Our mom is answering us. We that are sharp brains. Future generations are looking at me. So be careful. When you are when you are ambitious, when you are desirous of goals and height. Make sure that what is moving you is not the pride of life. Jesus said that those who desire to be great should be the what? The great servant. If you want to be a great man, be a servant. That is it. The only way up is what? Down. They say that a humble base takes water from every source. Come to the front. So, if you want to be great in life, if you want to be powerful, you must be what? Humble. You must be what? If you puff, if you're the type that gets puffed off, you're the type that when you move, you carry your shoulder high. Do you understand? Some people, their life is very, I laugh. Like me, if you see me, even if, yeah, if, if you see me, I know that there are some people that I see. I know I'm supposed to greet. I cannot see our mommy now and be expecting her to greet me first. I cannot see Bonico and be expecting to greet me first. I cannot see another and expecting to greet me. But I will, I will see Wura. It's not me that will greet her. She's supposed to be greeting me. I'm, I know I'm older than her. Do you understand? But when I see her and she does not greet me, I will not come and start shouting on her. Wura, do you not see me? Are you okay? Do you know who I am? How dare you see me and pass? I won't do that. Do you understand? If she, because I, I, I don't beg for what? Respect. Respect is what? End. So if I am not worthy, if in her own eyes I am not worthy of her respect, then the what means I need to keep working on myself. So I will not come and start, you know, questioning or begin to shout that why, 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 why? Because of what? I am not in the, in the influence of pride of life. But when you are the influence of pride of life, you will always what? Desire respect. You will always desire recognition. And when it is not coming, there will be what? Problem. Do you understand? So if you want to overcome pride of life, Take the position of Christ. Christ was God, the Son of God, highly exalted. Yet he came down, he was humble enough to work, to serve. Everything we, we, we commit today involves at least one of these three things. Which, which are what? Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Every sin 
sin of steel, you know, you can trace it down to any of this. Do you understand? It is your, um, it was your eyes that saw something that it could not control itself, and then you, your hand moved. You know, to where your eyes see, and you, your, your body cannot control it, your hand will not move. So, stealing is something that caused it. Lying, it was something that caused it. Anything we, we can trace in, in this life has its roots in any of these three things. And there are some kind of sin that are so grievous that the three of them will work together. The pride of life is working. The loss of the flesh and loss of the eyes is working at the same time on that person. So we need to be very, very careful and intentional because once we can deal with this temptation, we can then live a sin-free life. Do you understand? Now, as I conclude, I want us to know something. That devil used these particular weapons against who? Eve, in the place we read. And what happened? Eve fell victim. At the end of the day, the sin of disobedience, which is to eat that food, was committed. Because Eve could not overcome, first of all, the loss of the flesh. As she saw that the fruit was good for food, she could not overcome the loss of the eyes. As she saw it was pleasant to the, pleasing to the eye. And she could not overcome the pride of life because she wanted to be wise, she wanted to be like God. But there was someone else that was also tempted by the devil using this three weapon, and he stood his ground. And that is a person we should emulate. That person is Jesus. So I want to quickly open our Bible to the book of Matthew, chapter 4. As we look at the temptation of Jesus, and want us to look at to see how these three temptations were manifest in those, um, in those um, conversations between Christ and Satan, and how Jesus responded. So, Matthew 4, verse Chapter 4, start from verse 1. Stop. If thou be the Son of God, command that what what kind of temptation is that one? From what we have discussed. Evaluation. I'm asking questions. I don't know if you understand and say. What kind of temptation is that? So who, who can answer? Lost of why did you say it's lost of the flesh? So, very good. So, the first temptation was for lust of the flesh. The devil wanted to take advantage of his desire, of his present condition. Do you understand? So, sometimes you will need something very, very, very well. You will need money. That is when temptation will come. The devil will not come to you when you are, when you are okay. devil look for opportunity when you know that you are weakest. So, that you need money so bad is when you will not be moving on the street. You will not see free money on the floor. Ah, and you will be like, hey, God have answered my prayer. That time you need phone so badly, you will see someone that will be careless to forget his phone. And you'll be like, ah, God is a prayer answering God. I worship you, Jesus. Ah, for this provision. Do you understand? That was what happened to Jesus. So the lust of the flesh was at work. Let's continue. The next, continue, continue. Please be fast. Uh-huh. It's okay. Stop. So he told him to do the pinnacle of the world temple, the highest place in the temple. And then he asked him to, to cast himself down. That the angels will what? He will cast himself down. So what kind of what kind of temptation is that one? Very good. Clap for her. I think I only have three people in my class. One, two, three. This triangle like this. Other people, they are just, they are others. I have one and then others. All my answers have been coming from them. What is happening? I want to see both of you. I want to see you. You, you, are, you, are, you are in this class from the beginning, right? So you should be answering my questions. Don't be quiet. So, so as I said, as she said, pride of what? Life. The devil... 
um, told him to what to do for that the angels will what will catch him. So anytime you are being tempted to dare God, do you understand? Anything that 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 that, that questions the authority of God in your life, do you understand? Anything that tries to exalt you or empower you more than necessary is what pride of life. Then continue. Praise the Lord. It's okay, stop. Stop. He showed him what? The glory of the world. Is it not true? The glory of the world. Everything that all the pleasure and pleasurable things the world has got to offer. What kind of temptation is that? Lords of the eyes. So when you when you when the devil packages worldly things, sinful things in a flashy way, and you begin to buy into it, that means you have fallen victim of the world lost of the eyes. In conclusion, I want you to know something. That it is not a sin to enjoy pleasant things in this world. God allows us to feel pleasure. Do you understand? I know that um, suffering is expected of every child of God. We should not be pleasure seekers. We, not, we should not be um, all people, um, um, fun lovers all the time. But it is not actually a sin for you to have pleasure. But it must be in agreement with the word of God. For example, when you are hungry and you have food, enjoy it. Do you understand? It's, it's, not, it's not a sin for me to eat, to, to perceive a very good order of food. I say, ah, or eat food and be like delicious, or lick my lips and I'm eating. It's not a sin. Do you understand? Intimacy with your spouse, when you get married and you are intimate, intimate with your spouse, it's not a sin. It's not a bad thing. However, we have seen earlier that gluttony is a sin. We have seen earlier that what fornication and adultery is a sin. So we need to want to strike the balance. There's nothing wrong with looking at mountains, rainbows, paintings, but casting your eyes on things that God wants you to avoid, like pornography, is what? A sin. There is nothing wrong with having ambition, desiring to work hard. Nothing wrong in it. However, when we fail to give God glory and praise that he desires, we are under the influence of what? Pride of life. So, the next time we meet, I will be showing us um, the scripture that gives us the mind of God, that shows us what God thinks about these three um, forms of temptation. Do you understand? And then I will give to us the substitute, the counterpart, because if you don't have something, you must have another. Is it not true? If you don't want to have lust, if you don't want to have um, temptation, do you understand? Then you must substitute. You must substitute something else in its place. So in our next class, we will be looking at that particular thing. Is that understood? So our assignment, please. Please, so don't, hey, please come back, come back. Come and take assignment. Come and take assignment. Hallelujah. Please, your assignment. I'll give us individual assignments. Um, this um, pride of life, um, loss of the eye and loss of the flesh, I swear that it will lead to what? To sin. So, I'll be mentioning some sin that comes from this temptation. I'll keep each of us one one. You go home and make research, find out what these things are. When you connect her, you will tell me, hey, please, Wura, I'm giving them. You write their name and their own besides, I will not forget. What's your name? I your name? Your own. Mother. Mother. You find what is mother? You find it. You, what's your name? Isaac. Harris. What's Harris? Go and find out. Can ask her now. Right? Mother, I hear you. Please be right. Be right in your name. What's your name? Tell them. I hear you. What's your name? Sunday. Sunday, your own. Strife. Strife. What? Write it somewhere. Strife. Or sedition. Sedition. Find out what it is. I hear you. Hatred. Hatred. 
Who are you writing? Are you men? Are you writing? If I, if I after the class, you tell me you will not forget it. Emura. Emulation. You. Rocks. Rocks. You. You. Witchcraft. Witchcraft. You. Lasciviousness. Lasciviousness. Not grammar, write it down and find out. Therefore, before you go, adultery, you can go adultery with your own. Write this name down. Then for you at the back, extortion, extortion. You. You're not calling their name, it's you, 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 that you, that you, 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 can get their names from there. And I need the list. And if you because of this not come to class next week, when I catch you, you know what I can do. Where am I? Uh, where are you? Drunkenness. Uh-huh. Idolatry. Idolatry. I not adult idolatry. You Effeminacy. Effeminacy. Okay. Um, stealing. Stealing. And then you are back, your my brother. Covetousness. Covetousness. Praise the Lord. So I'm Mura is going out. Um hey, what's your name? What's your name? Yes. Take, do what I should do, please. I need that list. Give my bag. So, quickly, before we end the class, I want us to put down our names and the one particular thing you have to find out what it means. Because I want to discuss it with us. Let's I don't So, all these things I mentioned, if we don't control ourselves, if we don't fight lost, it will lead to all this kind of things.